The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. A leper came to Jesus and kneeling down, begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched him, and said to him, I do will it, be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately, and he was made clean. Then warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. He said to him, See that you tell no one anything, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere. The Gospel of the Lord. Yeah, it's a very powerful passage, right? We see, we see the power uh, at work in Jesus uh, to heal, and even this, the deadly contagion uh, with which this, this man is possessed that he, uh, that Jesus, uh, you know, stands in the face of, stands up to, right, pushes back on, and, uh, and even overcomes, you know, we're, we're made to see that Jesus has the power uh, to, uh, to set us free, to heal us, uh, to make us whole, uh, give us hope and restore us. Uh, to the to the place in God's plan that he that he always intended, uh, you know we we can take this um, take this little story uh, line by line and uh, and see I think the uh, the drama involved yeah <laughs> there's going to be a lot of drama involved I know he's going for it this is the drama involved in in the scene as it um, as it plays out yeah we uh, I I don't know good for you the benefit of uh, those who receive my weekly email. You will have seen this, this scene that was uh, depicted uh, dramatically in The Chosen. And there are any number of, of signs of uh, you know, the, the drama of the event and as it unfolds uh, that, uh, that in dramatic production, in the, in the TV production, uh, you know, we're able to get some sense of that in, in the proclamation of the gospel we just don't hear. All right, so in that scene uh, in The Chosen, when you hear the leper cry out, you're immediately going to hear the backing track that lets you know not everything is all right. Yeah, it's the playing that, play that song that puts us all on edge, right? And we know, oh, some, something wrong, something bad is happening here, yeah? So here in the passage, we do have, we do have that intro, yeah, but it happens very, very quickly for us. It's the first line of the whole thing. A leper came to Jesus and kneeling down begged him. Okay, so... Look at, the, look at our first reading, right? The leprosy laws promulgated by Moses, right? We take these things very seriously. They took those things very seriously. Any first century Jew would have. What, what were some of those laws? You, you uh, probably can call to mind, right? It was just three minutes ago, right? So <laughs> you can you call to mind all the leprosy laws that we heard. That there, what is it? There's to walk around in, in tattered clothes and torn garments, there, we didn't get this part, but there's to stay 50 paces away. You heard there's something about the beard. I'm always sensitive to the beard stuff, you know? The muffled beard. Okay, what is a, a muffled beard? What does this look like? It's like this. Right? 
So what were they doing? They were masking up, right? They had to mask up, okay? And they had to cry out, unclean, unclean. Why? Because as the first reading said, they are unclean. They have to cry out unclean. Okay, where did you hear that? Okay, a leper came to Jesus and kneeling down, begged him, saying, okay, so nothing. I could say, I could say like, no regard, right? Oh, look at this guy. No regard for the law. Right? Clear, that, clear that the contagion on this man was not just a, a sign of, of weakness or sickness, but also the fact that he's a sinner. What reckless contempt for the law that Moses promulgated, he shows. Okay? Now, we could look at it like that. Of course, we want to be a people of condemnation, then perhaps we, <laughs> perhaps we will. Uh, but we also don't have to look at it like that. Yeah, the man, knowing the weight, right, knowing the burden of the contagion that's on him, and knowing the burden of, of the rules, the laws, but also knowing, knowing the burden of the consequences of his having this skin disease, that perhaps, you know, he can't figure out how he contracted himself, right? He's got the, he has the burden of, of social, say, annexation. He has the, he has the burden of uh, being alienated from his community. He has the burden of being alienated from worship of the true and living God. He can't go anywhere near the temple. Right? He, knows, he knows the burden of a, of a human life diminished in, in every imaginable and terribly painful way. And in that space... Yeah, whether it's in his desperation or his holy boldness or perseverance, uh, you know, his, his, uh, his willingness to suffer the consequences of breaking the laws as they've been given to him, he goes to Jesus. He goes to the one whom he knows can heal him. Right? Listen to what he says. If you wish, if you want to, you can make me clean. And clean, again, for, for the people of Israel. Yeah, clean is not simply like uh, dirty and clean. Clean is something of standing, right? Clean is, clean is the ability to be in the presence of the true and living God. Yeah. So if you, if you wish, you can restore me. You can restore me to God's presence. You can give me the healing that for my disease... You can restore me to communal life. Okay, Jesus. This, so, we already have the leper kind of doing what is, say, not expected. And what about Jesus? Because Jesus, right, he's launched a kingdom of God movement, right? He's he proposing to be, proclaiming himself to be the king of God's kingdom. Right? He's the one to restore Israel and restore Israel to their rightful place among the nations, right? This is, this is a great and lofty narrative, yeah? And as he goes, we're, we're still only in the first chapter of the Gospel of Mark here, right? As he, as he goes, making the proclamation and the rest, here comes a leper, right? This guy is going to derail everything, right? He's going to derail everything, right? Because... You get that close to a leper, you're in trouble because the contagion of sin and disease is coming on you. That's the way it works. You don't want to touch a leper. You don't want to touch a corpse. You want to touch human fluids and people bleeding and the rest. Yeah, we don't want to get all these, all these 
um, contacts make you unclean. And Jesus, the king of the kingdom of God, as he's making his early way to, to that proclamation, to take his throne, you're going to be made unclean, right? So Jesus, we, we might expect to cry out to the man, stay 50 paces away. <laughs> Here he is, right? He's desperate. Stay 50 paces away. You know how this works, right? Okay. We don't get that sense from him. Although I will say, and I'll leave for your, for your studies, we can have a long discussion about it later perhaps, is that in the manuscript traditions, we have very early manuscripts of this particular text, and in some of them where we see Jesus say, uh, where we see that, uh, we say it written, Jesus has pity on the man, uh, there, is, there is one early manuscript that says Jesus, Jesus was indignant at the man. Okay? Now, I say I shouldn't say indignant at the man. He was moved with indignation. So instead of being moved with compassion, he's moved with indignation. Now we say, he, there, is, there is opportunity here for, for Jesus to show the man indignation, and that his stern reproof of the man also suggests that this is just perhaps the way that he needs to, this man needs to be communicated with. Okay, that, that might be me as well, do you know? So I, I'm okay with this. Um, but there is this indignation also can be at the situation that's unfolding before him, he, Jesus is coming in contact with the brokenness of God's good creation, and then his desire then, right, compassion is not that far off of indignation in, in this sense, that Jesus is moved in his guts to do something about this injustice that he sees perpetrated in front of him, even if it's just the brokenness of the world. No matter the man's role in it, right, Jesus is moved in his guts. That's what it says, right? The, the Greek word is splanknizomai. It's Jesus is moved in his guts, he has compassion on the man, and then what does he do? We're making our way slowly through the passage, right? <laughs> He's moved with pity, so moved in his guts for the man. He stretched out his hand. You're like, please don't do this. Okay, let it, it unfold slowly, right? He stretched out his hand. Please don't do this. Touched him and said to him, I do will it be made clean. This is dreadful stuff. But, okay, it's dreadful stuff, right? From the, from the perspective of an, uh, like a bystander and even an apostle, right? We've got better things to do. Please don't touch that guy because we've got big problems, you know, if you do that. But can you imagine? It's not simply that this man has not been, this leper has not been touched for many times. We can, we can perhaps excuse him of his, uh, say, falling on his face as it relates to the social rules and laws and customs, because it's not simply that he hasn't been touched for a very long time, but that he, he knows himself to be untouchable. Yeah, And he doesn't say to Jesus, touch me. But you can imagine how much he wanted the touch of Jesus. Yeah, Even someone who doesn't want to be touched, I can understand. You know what? Jesus is touching. He's going to touch this man. It's, you can feel the power at that point. Okay, so he reaches out his hand. He touches him. He touches the untouchable. And then what? I do will it. This is no mistake. Like the, the full intentionality, right, of Jesus' human action to touch the man. It's not just like, yeah, okay, tap him on the head. Okay, go, your, go on your way. No. He's invested in the action, right? Totally intentionally. 
I do will it. I do will it. He gets, so Jesus here, he's giving his whole self to the man in the touch. That's why there's so much power in it. Of course, he has the power of God at work in him, working through him. We also can have the power of God at work in us and working through us. But here, the, the full power of heaven, the full intentionality of the God-man, Jesus, I do will it be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately. Can you imagine? I can't even imagine, right? The leprosy left him immediately. He was made clean. And then here, warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. Okay. So this, this scene, right, again, powerful, powerful stuff going on. What's going on? The man, yeah, who had been otherwise outcast, the untouchable, has been touched, and he's been brought back online with God so that he can be restored to right worship, right? He now, because he has himself, he's been healed by the power of heaven. He's been healed by the power of God. He now has God's life at work in him and working through him. He is restored to union with God on the spot. And so he's made to serve God with full heart and full voice. And so what happens next when he goes and spreads it abroad? Of course, of course, he's going to do that. We can get it. We can get into that. Again, it's another like four-hour discussion. We'll get into that part of the passage. I'm going to skip it over because I'm going to say I think there's something much more important to be seen. And it's this. We might think, okay, we see Jesus acting in this scene. And you go, okay, yeah, seems pretty easy. You know, you're God. So yeah, just put your hand on him and he's healed and whatever, restored, and go on your way. But that isn't what happens. That isn't what happens. Yeah. What happens is that Jesus not only heals the diseased man, right? He not only touches the untouchable, he takes his place. He takes his place. You heard at the end of that first reading, right, that the, the leper had to stay outside the camp. Yeah? And right here, right, again, towards the end of Mark's first chapter, we hear that Jesus remained outside in deserted places. Yeah? He's taken on the burden of the leper. Now, that's the way these things work, isn't it? Right? Forgiveness, reconciliation is always a costly affair because someone has to forgive the transgression of the other. Someone has to bear the weight of the other. Right? The mercy of God coming to life, it's, that's always a costly affair. It's a costly affair for Jesus. He takes the place of the leper outside the camp. It's a costly affair for us. I mean, we are the leper, right? We, we are the ones who find ourselves with whether disease, illness, sickness, whatever, that prevents us from full-hearted worship of, of the true and living God and dedicated service to Him, right? We're, we're the ones who are needed of healing. But having been healed by our encounter with the mercy of God, made flesh for us in Christ Jesus, we're to go out and bring that same costly mercy to life for everyone that Jesus entrusts to our care. So it's going to cost us something. Right, bearing the burden for the other, willing their good all the way to the end, even when it even when it means, you know, suffering, paying the price. Right, that's the and that's the quality of love anyway. Right, that's the true test of love is what it's willing to suffer for the other. But yeah, this is us. Yeah. Okay. So this is so this is the image that I'll leave you with. 
um, and perhaps you can you can perfect it on your own. You know, my image is always like half baked, right? So it's like go try to make some try to make something of this one. Okay, here we see yeah the, these competing contagions. Yeah, we know the way the contagion works. We know what we do to kind of hem its spread. Yeah, but here we have the contagion of what sickness and sin and death. And it's coming like waves at Jesus. And we'll see that throughout the Gospel of Mark. It's coming at waves, right? And you say, oh, it's, come, it's like a tidal wave coming crashing down on him. And it will be in his death. And he defeats it with his death and resurrection. But even here in this passage, we see Jesus not only stand up to the waves that are coming at him, the waves of, of sin, sickness, and death, and the rest. We see him push back with the antidote, right? We see him push back with the power of God. We see him push back with the power of renewal and restoration. We see him push back with grace and mercy, forgiving love. Yeah, and just as then we come to Jesus in need of healing, we might think otherwise, well, you know, I would get Jesus, make, render Jesus unclean. He doesn't want to touch me. Yeah, he does want to touch you and make you whole and give you hope and restore you to life. And not just enough that, you know, he stands in the face of the, of the crashing waves of, of sin and sickness, but that he wants to make of us a wave of health and hope and of healing and love to every corner of his creation. And so now, just as we see in the passage, the man is, is made whole and given hope, and, he's, and he goes out and finds himself, you know, helplessly spreading word abroad, the good news of the work that Jesus has done for him. So now us, you know, we who are healed and made whole can go out and make that proclamation not only with our lips, but with our lives as well.